Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Rob Brayman. Rob, you are the senior partner and managing member of Cogent Analytics. Thank you so much for joining us. Josh, truly a pleasure and an honor to be on the show today. So Rob, give me a quick overview of what Cogent Analytics is, who you serve, and the outcome that you provide for your clients. Josh, we're a management consulting group, and I don't want that to be a four-letter word in people's minds. We have spent, Cogent Analytics has really been existent since 2014, and we've had the pleasure of being honored on the Inc. 5000. We made the Inc. 500, but the Inc. 5000 three years And I think I can do math. I don't want to get over the tip of my skis, but I feel very strongly that we have had commensurable growth this year. But, you know, our focus is Main Street business. Our focus is really working with the family owned, privately owned. Um, I always say our sweet spots between that two and 30 million. Now, that's not to say we don't have a lot of clients below that. And we have a number Mm -hmm. of clients above that in, in revenue size. But, you know, when I look at entrepreneurs, when I, I'm a serial entrepreneur, so when I look at entrepreneurs, my whole life has been dedicated to that other small business owner who was aspiring to do something amazing. And that's really what it takes when you, when you jump in and say, I want to own a small business. But I, hopefully that, that answers a, a very long answer to a short question, Josh. Yeah, sure. So um, then when you work then with your clients, what are, you, what are you actually doing with them? Obviously management consulting, but can you kind of break that down for me? Like what does so, that look like? Yeah, the tip of the spear for us really is our discovery process. So I want to be clear, we don't always take clients forward to consulting. We mm-hmm. believe there has to be a clear return on investment before we will accept a client. You know, it makes no sense to spend a dollar to get your dollar back. Yeah. Um, so we have a threshold of there must be a clear two to one return. Most often we will exceed that, you know, three to one, four to one, five to one return with our clients as a as kind of a litmus test of who we will represent in consulting. But let's dial that back to the discovery process, which is where I really think the magic is for our small business clients. You know, people fight the fight every single day, and we really focus on the four pillars of business. And, and the four pillars exist in every business, whether you're a $200,000 startup or you're a $2 billion multinational corporation. And, and those four pillars are, Business development, how do we generate or drive revenue into our company? It's about people. You know, we call that organizational engineering. So all aspects of people, how we hire, how we train, how we retain, how we compensate, how we do continuing education. As you can imagine, organizational engineering covers a lot that's going on in a, in a privately held company. Um, operational engineering, which is really process management. How do we do what we do and do it efficiently and do it profitably? And and then lastly is the measurement process. And and people get a little hung up on measurement, right? You don't measure so many things. It's not not supposed to be uh, paralysis by analysis. 
But in the world today, we should be able to create really good financial information in our company that allows us as leaders to make good business decisions. And usually that's driven through operational measurements, which are, are referred to as KPIs or key performance indicators. That allows you a president. And, and, and if you think about your business, Josh, that allows you to be able to manage your pe people at key measurement points in the business so that you know you are efficiently delivering a product into the marketplace that you can, you can manage to a predetermined engineered profit. So profit obviously is a, is a good measurement that what like things are in harmony, the system is working well. Uh, you know, it's almost like physically, you know, I, I, I have great energy physically as, 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 as a human. Um, so uh, that means probably, you know, some, some things are my heart's working. Okay. My lungs are fine. My brain is doing all right. Uh, you know, um, I'm generally in good health physically. Um, it's, it's, it's a little bit like that. Um, and so um, is, I mean, you could still have a profitable company, um, but things can be out of whack though. Sure. We historically see clients underperform relative to profit and, and yeah. then justify that underperformer. And I, you know, in today's conversation, I want to make a point. If, if you'll give me a little bit of latitude, profit is the oxygen to the business. So if you want to offer better benefits to your employees, that's going to be driven off of profitability. If you want to be able to have security or savings outside of the business in the form of distributions, that comes through profit. If you want to invest in capital equipment, that comes through profit. If you want to grow your business, that comes through cash flow generated by profit. So, you know, we really are a profit enhancement group. And I want to touch back on something that we were talking about, which is the discovery. You know, we focus on the four pillars of business. Um, if you'll allow me a shameless plug, if people went to the Cogent Analytics website and went to our solutions tab, what they would find is the Cogent Analytics profit platform. Um, the only thing that you wouldn't see in that profit platform is the is the strategic planning circle the profit platform resides within, mm -hmm. because you can't really have a business without strategically planning every element of the business. Failure to plan is planning to fail. So excuse the euphemism, but you know what what that Venn diagram is really communicating is that these aren't standalone pillars. It's like building a house. If you don't have a solid foundation called strategic planning where pillars can stand on the top of that and, and you, have to, you have to have an equal endeavor in each one of your pillars and you have to have a good connective tissue. So if, if you have people but you don't have a well-defined plan on how you're going to get the work done, profit suffers, right? If you don't measure success or efficiency, profit suffers. If you're not generating the right revenue to be able to bring in your business to cover your overhead costs and absorption rate, profit suffers. So if I could communicate that to your audience, you know, profit is an engineered thing. It's not profit less cost equals what you get to keep. It's profit, excuse me, it's revenue less profit equals what you get to spend. So I'm gonna say that one yeah. more time. It is not revenue less what you, less cost is what you get to keep. Profit is not residual. It mm -hmm. is revenue less profit because you want to engineer profit first, then dictates how much you get to spend in your business because you should treat profit 
as a president of a company, you should treat profit as the most important oxygen in the room. Amazing. Amazing. So uh, then what does, what does the discovery process typically look like? I mean, how does someone, and maybe this, you experience this frequently where people say, oh no, our people are fine. Our people are great. And then what, through the discovery process, they go, oh boy, (laughs) we got problems. Um, You know, it's funny. I don't like to look at it as success fail. Uh, The best well-run companies, even our best clients, and we have a number of highly skilled, highly profitable clients that engage us on a continual basis to come in and identify gaps. To Mm -hmm. us, the discovery is an empowerment tool. You know, even if you have a good business, there are likely things going on in that business that, that get away from you. It's like being in the forest and not being able to see the trees. So the discovery process pulls you up above the forest and, and takes a really hard, honest look on areas of improvement or opportunity that you and your team can be empowered by and makes the logical adjustments. It's easier for us as a group of professionals um, without having skin in the game, so to speak. You know, it's yeah. very easy as an entrepreneur to get really caught up in, in, in the success of the business. When you give me the example of a successful business, I promise you after almost two decades of doing this, yeah. I did 15 to 1800 discoveries of my own accord. My firm has done thousands on every single occasion. We find areas where profit should, should and could be enhanced. And it's really an empowering experience when you, when you get a chance to work on your business from time to time as opposed to just working in it. So that's um, our discovery. So, yeah. And, and so how does, how do you, I mean, when you go through sales, people, measurement, operations, um, is it just a matter of knowing best practices when you're working with a company and you say, well, let's review how you measure. And they say, oh, well, I mean, we're just doing this. And you're like, oh, no. You should be doing more than that based on, you know, we've worked with a lot of other companies. Is that kind of the only way to know? Or how can I know if, if I'm not measuring effectively? So every, every organization is unique in that I could take five construction companies and look at all five. Remember that everybody's business model is a little different. Their staff is a little different. How they approach their market is a little bit different. But to answer your question, yes, after looking at thousands and thousands and thousands of companies, yeah. you can imagine not only have we been able to see the worst of the worst, but yeah. the best part of this story with that, with that length of tenure, I mean, we've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years of experience in this firm. You know, when you get an opportunity to look at a lot of areas of opportunity that can be improved on, you know, I always say that's my PhD in small business ownership. Aside, outside of the, this Cogent Analytics being my fourth endeavor, um, I, I've really had the joy of representing American families around this country that, that are striving for the same thing. You know, remember, small business owners are, are good, hardworking, honorable people that yeah. are wholly vested in that success of the business. And it's, and it's easy to get lost in the thick of thing things. Yeah. Um, and, and as, as well, I think with, um, with sales, for example, um, is it a matter of testing or 
how does someone determine that there is an issue with um, sales and business development? So, I mean, so it's sales just is, like, hey, we're not making the profit. And is, is, I mean, is that the indication? So, so okay, um, you're, backing into a, you're backing into a question. I will answer the sales question. Yeah. What do you think about profit engineering? Profit engineering is about controlling direct costs indirect cost and overhead, right? So it has to be mm-hmm. broken out into three things to develop a break-even strategy, which overarching effect will be your strategy on go-to-market. How do you sell? To whom you sell? What mm-hmm. do you sell? Now, right. where a lot of business owners get lost is um, a lot of folks will hire people that have the title sales guy and they'll bring them into the organization because they know they need sales, but they will be unsuccessful because there is no process, there mm-hmm. is no structure, there's no measurement, there's no strategy, um, and that is classic because business selling yeah. is a science. It's not just go sell something. So there's got to be right. a pricing strategy, a market strategy. There's got to be how do we hit our break even and what strategically are we going to take on discounts towards product? So, um, you know, we could have a full geek out session on today's discussion (laughs) about selling practice. What we look for is how, who you hire, how do you manage who you hire? How do you set a, how do you set standards? What is your selling system that you deploy? How do you teach, manage, and measure your sales staff? And what form of compensation or incentives that are driving behavior in sales other than just a commission sales? Yeah. And, I, and I say that with, you know, the dangling italics, you know, I, so it is a very comprehensive review, Josh. I, you know, right. there is, there's an entire strategy to selling towards the overall arch, overarching goal of developing a highly profitable business. And I know right. you're, you're drawing out of me some questions, but I don't want to get, I don't want the listeners to get lost in this conversation. Right. Business development is sales and marketing. It's not just go and sell something. And there is a clear selling process to growth. Yeah. So you do have uh, a, a kind of an, an entry level product, which is kind of nice. So uh, if you're a small business and you just want to begin this process, um, can you explain that? So it's fully scalable. We, you know, we strategically, when I started coaching analytics, a lot of consulting firms dismiss the, the startup companies, the $1 million, million and a half dollar, $2 million companies. Because in most consultancies, they, they think that those, well, I'll just, I'll, I'll just be a little uh, brash when I say that it's not worth their time. So to us, when I started coaching analytics back in, in 2014, I knew that the people that needed the most hope, help mm-hmm. and were typically under service were those startup companies and those people that were trying to figure to, how to get back beyond you know, that $2 million, 20-employee yeah. threshold. And, and so we strategically as a group looked at that, looked at that whole body of American families out there and said, you know, we have to strategically develop a service that is going to support those types of clients. And there's a division in our firm called VCS or virtual consulting, which is kind of in tandem boots on the ground and doing virtual. So if you think of Zoom or Teams, Microsoft Teams or GoToMeeting, we use video conferencing and 
uh, sundry of other tools, which are a little proprietary that I want to talk about on an open mic that allow us mm-hmm. to engage with clients in a social format, sitting across the desk, even when we're hundred miles away. So, but we do it on a much more abbreviated basis and tackle specific problems uh, almost on an a la carte basis. Although it, it's not truly a la carte because the overarching mission is to enhance profitability and that would require most often addressing all four pillars of the business. But we, we elongate that endeavor because usually you can't, you can't eat an elephant all in one bite. Usually you eat an elephant one bite at a time. Yeah. So Rob, in the case of sales, um, like I'll just use myself here, um, like we clearly need some, some sales systems. Like we're, we're, you know, kind of going through that rapid growth as, as a, you know, startup that's really starting to get momentum, but there are some very, very key pieces. I, I mean, I'm, I'm embarrassed to sh- share this, but I mean, we don't even have a sales official sales CRM. I mean, everything right now is just run out of spreadsheets and we have like, uh, we've got over $200,000 in MRR that's in the pipeline right now. Yeah. And I'm like, story, Josh. Two, two problems. Number one, no system, no good system. <laughs> Number two, uh, it's all on my shoulders right now. <laughs> and so we have some, some, some people issues where, yeah. you know, we've tried, we've tried hiring and it just hasn't worked out real well. Um, I, is it, is it just as simple as like you looking into my eyes and going, Josh, come on, brother, fix that. <laughs> um, no, see that, that dismisses the, you, the owner and your own yeah. personal aptitudes. You would have addressed it you know, there's an old, there's an old funny haha that I- I- ignorance is fixable. Stupidity is a choice, <laughs> right? You, you know, you, you know, you're aware of the problem, but I believe you would have fixed the problem had you had a we, deep, we've tried unsuccessfully, which is, I would imagine, you know, when you telling your story that you got a bunch of listeners on this listening to this podcast today that would tell the exact same story. Yeah. So what I would want to do in your particular case is do a traditional discovery. Let's look at what, what your approach has been, what your intentions are, what kind of systemic structure are you using to measure, you know, what systems have you vetted or looked at, and can we give you, you know, distill this, you know, if you went looking for CRMs today, you could probably find 300. We have 10 that we historically yeah. will lean towards. Um, there yeah. are some more dynamic uh, selling CRMs that are far more expensive and traditionally reserved for companies of, you know, 20, 30, 50 million dollars and above. But we yeah. usually have a core grouping. And once we make the selection with a client, it really is mm. talking about what system, what structure, so that when you start the hiring practice, mm-hmm. you're not bringing a salesperson into UMI and not have a very clearly defined strategy to sell with a selling system. And, it, and I'll give you, you know, cheap counsel on, on today's discussion. You're a consultative sales group. One of the best consultative selling models in the market today is called spin selling. It was started by Neil Rack and he wrote a book back in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Um, the first exercise he did was Xerox. Well, spin selling has matured greatly over the years and spin stands for situation problem implication need payoff and it really mm. is using a socratic methodology in question and answering with with wow. the, the prospect 
that allows you to get to a needs assessment and what the, the potential problem is costing you, Josh Elledge. Once we know what that is, we know what our relative investment should be over what period of time to be able to develop a selling system and then hire people in the system to give them a chance to be successful. Usually what happens is we hire somebody and we set them up for failure, right? That, and that's, admittedly, that's exactly what our problem was. We've been through a, a few hires now and we just didn't have our game and, you know, and, and, and I think that we've, we've got clarity on that. Uh, and so now we're in the action process. So, you know, we just want to make smart decisions. Yeah, that's outstanding. I'm glad you to see you're putting your arms around it. I, oh yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding with that, with that revenue sitting out there? <laughs> so well, that journey is never ending. You know, you'll go through a series yep. of, of, of growth that you build a system today that will take you to an income level or a success story. And you're going to go through this same discussion again at your next plateau phase. Mm-hmm. Every company has thresholds. Most clients I talk to are spending years at a plateau yeah. instead of, you know, a year, 18 months strategically you know, slowing sales down, maintaining a level, cleaning up process, cleaning up people, cleaning up measurement, and then scaling the business. You know, that is one word that I hear from my clients all the time. Rob, we've been at $5 million for seven or eight years. We've had some occasions where we bumped up, but it always seems to find our way back to $5 million. And they haven't been able to scale their company. And that's really critical. You know, that's a key indicator that we look at with our clients. What is the client trying to accomplish and what are they using to get there? And it's like going to the doctor. Let's diagnose the problem and come up with a strategic plan going forward. That's the empowerment piece. That allows you and your team to to embrace, take responsibility and attack the problem in 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 a more thoughtful way. So Rob, at cogentanalytics.com, if someone would love that, that, that $1,200 discovery feature, was, which is fantastic, it's accessible, it's a great way to get started, it's a great way to build some clarity, um, what would be the best way to activate that? Sure. So we have a number of discovery rates. You know, what I've done oh, okay. is a special. And, and so forgive me and for we hadn't, throwing that no, one out there. I just, it's great. We hadn't shared that with the audience. Um, one of the traditional <laughs> offers forget, I've forget done. what on, you heard. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the offers that I've done with, um, you know, I've done a number of podcasts with a variety of other uh, platforms. I love coming back to your show. You know, I know your passion for the small business community. It's what's always impressed me about mm-hmm. up my influence. You know, your approach to small business owners is what, um, I mean, it's truly inspired leadership on your part. So, uh, you know, what we've done is offer, and our discovery is boots on the ground, right? We send an analyst boots on the ground in your organization for two to three days mm-hmm. so that we can do a comprehensive review and, and, and produce a findings report with you and your senior leadership team that, that gives you the beginnings of a roadmap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that to me is where the, the, the real disruption in the market that we've tried to accomplish. You know, I'm a strong believer that, that if we earn credibility and, and honor and distinction with our clients, then we'll earn a client's business for life. I don't assume the consultative relationship and I have put whole directional focus on the discovery process 
to make sure that is a value to the clients that we represent. So what, what I, what you and I spoke about it before we turned the mic on today was to offer a $1,200 discovery to any of your listeners. You know, you can go to www.cogenanalytics.com. We have a number of resources. We have downloadable eBooks that, you know, if you're having a particular problem, we're about to launch an entrepreneur's test uh, in the coming 10 days so that you can do a self-evaluation and then download some materials and then speak to an advisor to talk through some of the challenges you might be experiencing. Um, but that is an open offer today on your show that we will do a discovery for 1200. You can imagine that, um, that is about half of what we normally do, um, for two to three days, boots on the ground with the, with your listeners. And we've no had kidding. it to be hugely exciting, hugely successful program. Wonderful. Awesome. All right. Well, Rob Raymond, uh, you know, again, your position with the, uh, you're the, I'm the owner. No, I'm the owner. I'm the senior partner. I am the managing member of Cogent Analytics. Nice. So um, this was my brainchild. I I am very, very passionate and and truly appreciative of having me back on your show. This has been been a joy. It's been an honor. And your website is Cogent Analytics. That's C-O-G-E-N-T analytics.com. And uh, there's all the contact forms. Uh, again, click on solutions. If you want to see a, um, a graphic of what Rob and I were talking about, uh, you can just click on the solutions tab and it'll be right there. Rob, thank you so much for joining us today. Josh, once again, thank you kindly, sir. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.